This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, along for the ride on this now beautiful uh, Not Saturday so windy. morning. Oh, my God. And oh. we're without power on the farm. Oh, what do you need power okay. for? Yeah, you just exactly. snuggle in bed. Oh, Come exactly. on. <laughs> oh, always there with a great suggestion. Thank you, Charlie Dobbin, uh, our master gardener. And I'm delighted to say we have a return special guest we today. We do. Nikki Jabor is here. Welcome. Hey, thanks so much. Happy to be back. Good to see you, just Nikki. flew in from, you're actually on your way home to Halifax, I but am. you're Had on a book tour. Had to make time for this, of course. Thank yeah. you. Happy. This is the last stop of my book tour and the most fun. I, nice. I've got a, I've got a copy right here. It's it's a massive book. It's, <laughs> no, it really is. I, Lots I'm not of great kidding. photographs. Thanks. And it's called Veggie Garden Remix. 20, 224 new plants to shake up your garden. And the photography is fantastic. But I love the <laughs> dedication here. It says to my family, Danny, Alex, and Isabel, who understand that all I want for my birthday is a truckload of aged manure. Yep. And, and I got one for Mother's Day. Hey, well, there you go. Uh, early. I, mean. I almost yeah, said early. something. So it's waiting no, for you. Uh, yep. No kidding. Yeah. A nice yeah. worm-filled pile of aged manure is waiting for me at home. Nice. I'll take pictures and send them to you, Charlie. Oh, do, do, for sure. That's wow. tweetable. I'm sure. Very tweetable. <laughs> well, the usual run of events, speaking of events, yeah. is what we do next with Charlie in mind. Well, it is May. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Super plant sales all over the place. Okay, so the Ontario Rock Garden and Hardy Plant Society is hosting their sale tomorrow, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Toronto Botanical Garden, 777 Lawrence Avenue East at Leslie. This is a very cool plant sale because it's hard to source plants that are propagated and nurtured by the members. And the, these are pretty nerdy people, so they've got some pretty pretty intensely unusual plants. So certainly worth checking out. Of course, free admission free parking at all these events. Um, let's see, the Scarborough Garden and Hort Society is meeting Wednesday, May 9th, so this Wednesday at 7 p.m. Of course, again, everyone is welcome. The You're going to like this topic, I think, Nikki, Growing Herbs for Cooking, Medicine, and Good Looks by oh. expert Koidu Sulev of Richter's Herbs. I might have to stay here then because I love Richter's Herbs. I know, I read that <laughs> in your book. I do, I love them. It all started with herbs, right? It, it did for me, and, and even ordering funny vegetables like lemon cucumbers from them. Mm-hmm. It was like, wow, a round cucumber? And so I've been ordering from those guys since I was probably 15. Yeah, exactly. A long and they, time and ago. Richter's has been around for a long time <laughs> as well. And they've yeah. always had great, unusual, Absolutely. particularly herbs, obviously, seeds, etc. <laughs> so that's happening in Scarborough. Meanwhile, the Markham Garden and Horticultural Society is holding a fundraising plant sale next Saturday, May 12th, 
8.30 a.m. to 12 noon. These are all rain or shine. So mm-hmm. just show up if you're interested to pick up some good deals on plants. Markham Village Community Center in the parking lot, which is 6041 Highway 7 East at Highway 48. Same day, the Etobicoke Hort Society having their annual plant sale, 9 a.m. to 12 noon in the parking lot of Plast Hukulik Center. 516 the Kingsway and the same day the Agent Court Garden Club will be meeting from 9am to 12 noon and hosting their annual spring plant sale at the Knox United Christian Education Center 2575 Midland at Shepherd so non-stop great deals and super societies to support so really good reasons to get out there and pick up some some new plants okay right. and, and just prior to me Sorry, throwing... I was just going to say just oh, me yeah. throwing... just in case any of your plants blew away last Night. Oh. The timing <laughs> yeah. is good. Right? Yeah, exactly. If any trees came down, oh, you know, they replace. did it at my hotel, actually. Yeah, you lost a tree there. Two big trees. Two in the front, yeah, yeah, two on my street. Yeah, came right yeah. Down. Well, we lost a tree somewhere in the forest and took down our power line. So oh, no. we're going to be without power till Monday. Oh, oh lovely. Golly. How lovely. <laughs> Before I throw to our little commercial break, which you always do about this time, I'd just like to give a little shout-out, as I sometimes do, Charlie, as you know, to Bertha and Beatrice Samus from Cannington, Ontario. Oh, yeah. They they are twin sisters, and they still run the farm. Uh, and they sent me a lovely note, and I'll be replying to you in fuller fashion. But thank you. They listen into the Garden Show, nice. I know, for sure. So. You know, I just realized, did we give the phone numbers? Oh, you know what? No. See, it's thrown right off track. We would like to have people call us, but we know. <laughs> Gonna tell, it's top oh, secret how to get through. Very good. I thought it was all done you know, mentally, um, which is slightly suspect with me this morning. Okay, here's the number here in Toronto. It's 416-360-0740. Anywhere in the province, toll free, 1-866-740-4740. If you're a first-time caller, please let Sebastian know. He'll let me know. And then when you get to the air... Hey, you're going to hear that, your little garden wings. And, oh, yeah, our little mantra is call early, call often. One question per call. Patrolman Proctor really looks after that, you know, in a tidy fashion. Okay, (laughs) we're going to take a little bit of a break. I see we've got Helen on the line we'll be talking to in moments here on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, alrighty, Charlie and Nikki, let's go to the lines here and say hi to Helen calling in from Toronto. And yes, welcome back, Helen. Hello. 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 I called last week about the English violet. Yes, indeed. And um, I don't use a computer, and but. I really couldn't find anything out. So you're looking to plant what you're calling English violet in your garden? Yeah, or fragrant, I think they're also called. Yeah, Yeah, odorata is the... Yeah, so English violet is a common name. There's many common names. Sweet violet, uh, English violet, wood violet, it's all the same plant. It is viola odorata. So you're right, it's fragrant, it's edible, it's also highly invasive, meaning it's very vigorous. Where you plant one, you will soon have hundreds. So if you want to do that, they shouldn't be too hard to get a hold of. I mean, I would think any, like you're in Toronto, so who's your closest garden center? Sheridan Nurseries, perhaps? Sheridan, yes. They'll likely have it. If they don't, you come to my house in Richmond Hill, I've got (laughs) it, and I'm willing to share. (laughs) (laughs) That's 
great, Charlie. Uh, By the way, would you mind telling me the name of that book and the author, please? The one we're just talking about, the unusual vegetable book. (laughs) Frank's gonna. You got a pencil? Yes. Okay. The author's name is Nikki Jabours, and it's N I K I. That's her first name. Okay. J A B B O U R. Apostrophe yes. Okay. Oh, so that's and then ownership. it's just called Veggie Garden Remix, right. and it's in every bookstore you can find. I'm sure. Veggie, Veggie Garden Remix. Ask for it by name. Okay. <laughs> well, and, uh, so, and it's an honest to Pete. It's a beautiful book. Well, there's a little, edible landscaping, edible gardening has become mm-hmm. super trendy. I know all the seed suppliers say that you know the edibles are way off the charts yes. in terms of purchasing, and organics is also going very trending this year. Organic seed purchasing. Yep. So your timing is great to come out with something edible based, but then not just same old tomatoes and cucumbers, right? Exactly. And, and the kind of in the book we kind of arranged it away so that if you already know you like tomatoes, mm-hmm. well, here's a bunch of vegetables you should try because these are in the same family or very similar. Or if you like lettuce, here's a bunch of vegetables you haven't tried. You need to grow because yeah. they're very mild tasting and easy to grow and all that. Yeah. So um, I approached it from that way. But right. yeah, like for me, I, I'm calling 2018 the year of the ground cherry. Oh have, yeah. Have you grown them? No, no. Oh, they're a tomato cousin, but they produce these little berries and husks that are the size of a marble, and they they taste like vanilla, butterscotch, pineapple. Oh, wow. Right? And we eat them from the garden. We dip them in chocolate. I make them into jam, you know, muffins, anything like that. They're delicious. So everybody should be growing ground cherries this year. So where can I get ground cherries? Well, I know the Toronto Botanic Gardens has got them. uh, Botanical Gardens has them in their plant sale coming up soon. Right. But in Halifax, you know, we're we're, on the East Coast. Mm. A lot of our garden centers sell them as well. Or you can order seeds. Richter Seeds sells the herbs. They probably offer transplants as well. So they're not hard to find. But And you only need one plant, self-pollinating. Delicious. Oh, go. good. Good oh, to know. That's great. And the same conditions as a regular tomato, I would think. If you can grow a cherry, cherry tomato, you can grow a ground cherry. Right. Yeah, in a container or in a garden. So if you've got a condo and a little sunshine, that's what you need. Part, and so many people do. Yes. Gardening exactly. on the balconies, gardening on right. the terraces. Yeah. Big wind, big sun. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you need those those tough, you know, yeah. hardy little plants. Plant. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say little. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe, yeah. but yes. Tough. Well, that's exactly right. In a <laughs> container, it might dwarf it a bit. You True. never know, depending on the size of the container. So good, though. Okay, let's uh, go to our next caller here, who has a bit of a startling statement. Uh, Chris in Dunville, what's on your mind here this morning? Yeah, good morning. Morning. Uh, I'll make it quick, because I like to hear other calls, too. So, uh, No, the first time, Charlie, in 30 years, I haven't been able to get dormant oil. And I got 15 or 20 fruit trees here on the farm. And I haven't been able to get the dormant oil. We had the ice storm, and then we had the drizzle and the rain, and... The cold. I couldn't get the time frame yeah. to turn around and spray them, and now they're broken in bud. That's Is there anything I can do? Are the buds actually open, or are they just showing bud? Like color? Well, are they just showing there's green? the odd one that's open, and uh, I guess the majority are closed, but... Uh, but is it flower buds that you're seeing or green buds, leaf buds that have broken? Because if it's flower buds, I would not spray at all. But if it's just a few leaf buds that have broken, I well, would spray. Well, there's a couple of the, uh, the, the, couple of the uh, trees have got uh, flowers on them. Right, yeah, so you don't want to spray when they're flowering. No, no. no. Not at all. The first time it's happened huh. to me in 30 years. I, it's been a very wacky spring. You know, it's not oh, your it fault. Has. It's been cold and the ice storm and, yeah. and wind, now, uh, rain, and yeah. now this like uh, now it's hot. Ew, 
either that or <laughs> we eat the apples where they're a little, they don't have to look perfect for us to eat them anyway. Yeah. Well, if we can, you know, continue with some of this warm, sunny, even somewhat of a windy kind of a weather, it will certainly diminish the disease problems that we saw last year when it rained day after day so after much. day. Wow, yeah. And of course, the fire blight, the apple scab, there was so many issues with disease last growing season. We should be better this year if we can sort of hold on to some sunshine and dry weather. So, you know, first time in 30 years, don't worry. You have uh, you can always spray in the fall. You remember, you can spray twice a year. So you could wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just in case next spring is like... I couldn't use it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying it. Just in case next spring is like this spring, you could be preemptive and grab an opportunity in the fall once we get into the later fall and things are dormant, the uh, fruits have been picked, etc. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks for calling. Thank you indeed. And you are listening to The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. We'll continue with our special guest, Nikki Jabours, in just a couple of moments, along with your calls, of course. And uh, I see Lorraine Cambridge in Cambridge is waiting by patiently. We'll be to you very shortly, Lorraine. Meantime, let's uh, give a little word to our sponsors here. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. All right, Charlie and Nikki, let's head out to Cambridge. Say hi to Lorraine. Good morning, Lorraine. Welcome to the show. Hi. hi. Morning. Um, I have a cedar bush that's... um, uh, more than 30 years old, and my neighbor has taken to trimming it. He thought he was helping. I think he likes using his electric trimmer. Oh, nice. But anyway, um, it's thick and really bulging out at the top and not much oh. growth, no growth at the bottom. It looks ugly. Just you see sticks. And now my other globe cedar, I trim it, and it goes right to the ground. It mm-hmm. looks nicer. If I trim it more harshly at the top, will that make the bottom part grow a bit? <clears throat> It might, but what's going on there is with the big fat top shading the narrow bottom, nothing will ever grow on the bottom as long as all that top is so bulbous and shading the bottom. So either way, for any hope of that plant improving its look whatsoever, you need to get it re- redesigned with a wider base, a narrower top, and... Open it I, up. Well, and typically, yes, and then you would go in there with your pruners and loppers and you'd selectively take out some of the real gnarly naked branches. Then you would get out your cedar feeder or something along those lines of a fertilizer. You would fertilize the plant, cross your fingers, and hope that a bunch of new growth pops on some of that old wood, which might happen, and the time to make it happen is now. So if you're going to do that now, you've got sort of the next four weeks to, to do that job of getting up on a big ladders and get the whole thing narrowed down on the top. All righty. Okay, yes. It's not that tall, actually. Oh, good. Good. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, you're very welcome. Okay, Lorraine, thanks for joining us. 30 and, years old. Uh, I would have thought it would have been yeah. fairly tall. Yeah, you think globe cedar, I guess. Yeah. Well, she, but she said globe, but then it also sounded like an upright yeah. cedar. So, but yeah. <laughs> well, Don't want Nikki, that shade. Nikki, I'm delighted uh, that you're here for this. Uh, we have a first time caller. I was excited. Yeah. All right. We should let Darlene. Nikki do the bell one time. Pardon me? We should let Nikki do the bell yeah, if there's here, more. Yeah, you give it a ring, oh, Nikki. Can I, can yeah. I ring it? Yeah. I'll bring yeah. it and take a video. Okay. Oh, she's taking a shot. Ooh, there we go. Hey, she's that, good, eh? That's for Darlene Social in media Brampton. queen here. Hi, Darlene. Hi. Morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you. My question is, the rabbits are eating my veggies. What veggies have you got out right now? 
Right now, I have none. I'm afraid to put them out. Last year, they took everything. The beans, cucumbers, hmm. everything. Well, Gosh. you yeah. can do what they do at the White House. Well, they used to do, maybe, probably don't do it anymore. Secret but Service? No. <laughs> yeah. You know what they do uh, when they plant bulbs? Because they plant tens of thousands of right. bulbs every fall. They plant an extra 10% for the squirrels. Because you can't win. You just know you can't win. Those little beggars know what they're doing. So yeah. I was going to say, you could sort of, with that attitude, say, look, all right, I'm going to set up a rabbit area. You know, I'm going to plant or throw up some lettuce leaves for them, some carrot tops, let them chew that. Hopefully they'll leave my chosen plants alone. As what? well, Dorleen, even consider using some chicken wire. Make some little cages or cage the whole situation so that they can't get in there. Oh. And, and, you know, because the rabbits smell a lot, they're always, like, you know, smelling yeah. with their little noses. They don't like strong smells. So you could put garlic around or garlic powder, onion powder, or uh, hot peppers. Like, you oh, know, I know people use that yeah. for squirrels sometimes and deer yeah. and other things. Try sprinkling that around your vegetables, too. But you'd have to reapply after rain. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it might, if you go to, like, a bulk, you know, store, get some mm-hmm. for inexpensive. Yeah, and, Costco, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, so I can spray the plant with that mixture and spray the plant. Yeah, well, you would sprinkle if it's the powder or granular. You'd sprinkle on the surface of the soil. There are garlic, uh, liquid garlic mixes that are used as a protection to be sprayed on plants. It um, smells terrible. Liquid at a store at the store. Yeah, at a garden yeah. center. There's something that I sometimes recommend that is that's it's from Finland. Oh, oh where is it? I know I've used Bobex and Deer yeah. Away, and, and they've worked quite well. Well, but they're for ornamental plants, not for vegetables. Right. Yeah. Not for edibles. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't want to eat that stuff. <laughs> it smells terrible. But like you say, it's very effective if they're eating like hostas and things like that. Yeah. There goes my coffee. Oh, dear. Um, so this is something. This is plant skid. Oh, yes. Plant S-K-Y-D-D repellent for deer, rabbits, okay. Okay. voles. Can you spell that? Because my, my hearing ears are not working properly with the... With a telephone. Uh, can you spell that again? Sure. So the word plant, P-L-A-N-T. Yeah. Good. Same word, S as in Sam. At pleasant. No. After the word plant, uh-huh. the letter S. F. Yes. K. Uh-huh. K as in kite. Y as in yellow. Y. D as in dog. And another D as in dog. Okay. Completely Plant organic, skid. can be used on edibles. Yeah, it, it smells terrible, but it is very effective. Yeah, works to... <laughs> I've to, used as, it. Yeah, so it is a repellent for all things, all critters. And sometimes I'll spray it on pieces of an old t-shirt and tie it to stakes around within my garden. Mm-hmm. And oh. that way it's not on the plants, but then when they smell it, they're like, oh, nope, and they head out. Right. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. Not yeah. a bad yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sometimes you don't want to actually spray it on the plants, right? Yeah. Yeah, good point. Okay. Thanks Thank for the you. call. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Uh, boy, we've been trying to reach in to uh, shoot a question at Charlie or Nikki. Uh, this is a bonus time right now. We've got a couple, several lines open. As a matter of fact, uh, in Toronto, 416-360-0740. Then anywhere in the province, toll free, 1-866-740-4740. But next up is Sylvia, who's calling in from Elmville. Good morning, Sylvia. Hi, how are you? Good. Morning. Good. Good morning. Um, I'm calling this time about my anthurium. 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I was. It's. It needs to be repotted, and um, uh, I was wondering. It can be repotted, right? It's flowering. How do you know it needs to be repotted? Well, it's. 
big, getting too big. It looks like it is anyhow. Okay, so the, the way you'll know that it needs to be repotted is to lift up the pot that uh-huh. it's in, <clears throat> excuse me, the pot with drainage holes at the bottom, and mm-hmm. look at those drainage holes and see if there's roots growing out or evident at the holes. If there is, I would agree with you it's time to repot. Otherwise, I would say no, it's not. <laughs> oh, because it's getting really big, like the stem inside. That's it's, good. It sounds happy. Yeah, right. And it's in a good spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, I don't know, it just looks like it's very getting very big. And the pot itself is... If it's looking undersized, if the, you know, the pot yeah, is just yeah. not proportional, you can go up one pot size. So okay. if it's in a four-inch pot now, you go to a six. If it's a okay. six-inch pot now, you could go up to a seven or eight-inch pot. Nothing dramatic, just one size oh, at a time. okay, because I was going to put in a big huge pot that plant i don't like <laughs> whatever the plant will not like that at all so oh, okay make sure whenever you're transplanting it's one size at a time oh i see all okay. right and just um, some fresh potting soil pardon me fresh potting Sorry, soil fresh or, potting soil or I, 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 something else does it need a certain like tropical plant uh, nah. or, or tropical soil or? no just a good quality potting soil or soilless mix. You're going to buy a package of something that is designed for container gardening, uh, growing in a pot. No garden soil, no topsoil goes into a pot. Just potting soil or soilless mix for container gardening. For container gardening. Yeah. So just not the bags that you buy of potting soil. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's just there's a lot of different bags out there. Oh, there's yeah, right. Bag, bags of triple mix and bags of, yes. you know, there's 100 different bags. So just yes. concentrate. And if you just need a little bag, that's, you know, that's inside the store. If you need a big bag because you've got lots of containers to plant, those big bags are usually outside the store. Uh, it's all fine. You can use the same potting soil or container soil for your tomatoes outside as your anthuriums inside. Now, is it considered a tropical plant? Yes, it is. Oh, I, I kind of thought so. That's why I thought maybe it needed tropical mix, a um, tropical soil. Yeah, not so much. I wouldn't worry about it. It's pretty happy with any good quality potting soil. Okay. Okay. It, uh, it seems to be pretty hardy. Yes. Yeah, it's a great plant. Oh, it is pretty hardy then. Very popular these days. It used to be super exotic. But it's, oh, okay. they've come up with some excellent, inexpensive ways to propagate that plant. So you're seeing it everywhere. Oh, yeah, I do see it more and more. Yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you, Sylvia thanks. from Elmville. I was teaching that plant uh, just yes yesterday, Thursday. I'm back at Humber College uh, right. teaching a course, a night course, and uh, it's all about tropical plants and plants yes. that are produced in greenhouses. So that was, cool. Anthurium was on our list that I wish I could take that course. That'd be a fun course to take from you. Well, it's interesting how the different people that end up doing this kind of a course. Because some of them are just, I'm here on impulse. Right. Oh, fun. Uh, you know, <laughs> I want to learn more about plants, you know. Yeah. Good for them. I'm an IT yeah. specialist. I'm an accountant. I'm a whatever. I just want to learn more. That's awesome. Uh, and sometimes it's professional development. You know, they work for a city parks department or right. whatever. One of my yeah. favorite students, though, was a, a woman of my age or, or a little older who is there because she volunteers at her local hospital in the gardens. Oh, and good she for her, wanted huh? to be a better volunteer. Wow. <laughs> and I ran into her a couple of days ago, or a week, couple of weeks ago, and she's still at it, nice. working away in the hospital garden. Good for her. This program reaches all over the place. Like uh, right now, as a matter of fact, we're going to take a little trip to Hamilton. There's Yasmin. Hi. Welcome oh, to the show. Brown cherries. Yay. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. 
I'm so addicted to your show. I stopped gardening this morning just to come inside to hear the radio. That's good. Wow. I like that story. High praise. Anyways, uh, hi, Nikki. I heard you last night at the RBG. Oh, thank you for coming. That was so much fun. What a it, great was, it was a wonderful uh, evening. Thank you. Thank you. My question is, I did find some ground cherries a couple of years ago at the grocery store, mm-hmm. and I saved one for seed. Yep. And I got the plants, but I didn't get as many fruit as you mentioned last night. Do you know what? I... Generally, when you see these at the grocery store, they're not actually ground cherries. They're a related species called Inca berries. And they're often called ground cherries in their little packages at the grocery store. But the fruits are a tiny bit bigger and a little more deeper and orange in the color. And I have those in the book, but they are actually a plant that need more, like a longer growing season than we can, than we actually have. So they don't start well, producing. Because it tasted like ground cherries. Because yeah. We used to grow them back in India, so yeah. that's how I, I saw them and I thought they were the same thing. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. They, they look very much the same, except slightly larger berry and a bit of a darker color and a similar okay. flavor. Um, but yeah, so I would make sure that you have true ground cherries, which would be buying them, you know, as a transplant or buying some seeds, like for Aunt Molly's ground cherries, which is a common variety. Um, and okay. they'll start producing for you generally in early August and throughout September and October until you get a hard frost. Mm. Um, and, okay. Yeah, and the plants produce hundreds of these wonderful hmm. little berries. So uh, Inca berries will produce later, like not until, for me, October, right. and then we don't have a very frost. long season of frost. Yeah. So yeah, yeah okay. I, I recommend people do ground cherries and not Inca berries, but they're often mislabeled in the grocery store. For sure. So I not, see. Yeah, okay. Sure. And I thought I'd done a wonderful thing by saving the seeds of this, what <laughs> I did. thought was ground cherry. <laughs> that was very clever. I'm very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, good luck this year. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Thanks for your call. Yeah. Hey, we're going into international now across the border there to buffalo new york there's ann good morning ann okay uh, can you hear me yes yes, yes. welcome okay, to the good. show oh yes um i listen to your show all the time nice i have a mystery and i wonder if you can solve it mm-hmm. about 25 years ago i traveled way out in the country and there was a small garden shop and this man was the gardener he was an elderly man and he sold me the, sold me these plants in six inch pots I only had two of them. Now these plants have spread all over the place. Let me tell you what they're like. He said it was a cross between a citronella and a geranium. Okay. Now, the roots grow on top of the ground. Mm -hmm. And if you pull a root off the ground, the root can be five feet long. And off this root, it shoots out smaller secondary roots, and from there you get plants growing up. Mm -hmm. The leaf is like... A geranium. Mm-hmm. In the spring, it throws up fuchsia-colored geranium-like flowers. The they don't have a scent. The leaves look like I said, like a geranium leaf. And if you rub it on you, and you can, and also when the rain hits it, mm, it throws smells. off a scent of citronella. Right. There's so no that, bugs man. on these plants whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> And you can rub the leaf on yourself, mm-hmm. and you won't get any mosquitoes on you. Wow. wow. Now, Magic plant. <laughs> what is that plant? Good question. Boy. Yeah. So, but you said it flowers in the spring, like now yeah. kind of flower? Well, no. I would say I, late spring, late end of spring. May, early June. I'd love to see a picture. Yeah. yeah. Could you send a picture? Well, I will. Oh. I will. That's, Dude, that's marvelous. For sure. I can give you the email address or the mailing address, whichever yeah, one works. I, I've taken it to a few uh, master gardeners, and they had no clue what hmm. it was. Wow. And I assume that the man who grew this 
Uh, he must have passed away because of 25 years ago. <laughs> but it has spread over. I just let it grow and grow and grow. Yeah. It's over an area about 200 feet to oh, 100 wow. feet. Wow. You know, and it's like, uh, I don't know. And do you notice a difference in its growth habit in a sunny location versus a shady location? It loves the shade. If it's in oh, uh, sunny, it starts to wilt. Hmm. And then it perks right up again as soon as the shade comes down. and the evening comes. Hmm. And in the morning, of course, the dew, it gives off the scent of citronella. Right. And uh, during, the, during the, the day, you can't smell. It's just when it, the you know, you rub dew it. hits it and mm. when it gets uh, wet. If you spray it with your garden hose, you know, you, you smell yeah. you smell releases it. some of the volatile oils, because that's what's going on, right? On the surface yes. of the leaf, there's yes. all kinds of molecules that you're releasing when you run into the leaves. So, now, let me also tell you something that's uh-huh. fascinating. The leaves never die off. So in the winter, the leaves will just wilt. Oh, so they just wilt. So all winter long, if I picked up the snow, there would be the green leaves underneath. Wow, wilted. so it's an evergreen. And that's <laughs> crazy. This is, this is bizarre. That's and totally... then in the spring, like a month ago, oh, they park right up again and, you know. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Well, of course, you know, it sounds almost like citrosa or citronella, what you're yeah. referring to, is a geranium. Like that actually is a perennial, you know, it's actually called geranium. It's, it's a perennial plant. But okay. it doesn't do a lot of these things you're talking about. Yeah, so this no. is super interesting. All right. Yeah. Your job, Anne, is I need photos. And then uh, leave it with me because I know some very smart plant people <laughs> who could okay. probably help me figure that out if I can't wow. figure it out. And then you got to email me and tell me what you found out. I was going to say, well, I'll send <laughs> yeah. you the pictures. Thank maybe, you. Maybe you'll to. be one of those smart plant people. Take a look and see what I can do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. that's awesome. So, Anne, do you need our uh, email address to send yeah, it? I, I, yeah, I need the email. Alrighty, Here it is. It's c.dobbin, D-O-B-B-I-N, at mzmedia, or zmedia.com. Right, Z. Okay. That's great. Thanks, Yeah, I look forward to that. Good luck. Yeah, I look forward to some answers. Wow, I'll bet you. Yeah, that's... I love a mystery. The mystery is unfolding. And I gotta say, I was in Buffalo last summer. Their garden walk is unbelievable. It's the biggest in the world. It's amazing. Inspiring. It's it's just great. Okay, thanks a lot. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Anne. Well, our special guest, Nikki, is going to be ringing the bell in just moments when we welcome Andrew from Toronto to the line here on The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And the sous chef of the garden uh, actually handing over my uh, ringing bell to Nikki, our special guest today. And this is for Andrew, first time caller. There we go. <laughs> and Andrew. we're shooting video yeah. at the exact same time. I, I video. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Good job. Hey, Andrew. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Oh. Yes, I have uh, in the powder mold comes over my uh, at the end of the summer. Mm. I've got lots of cucumbers, tomatoes left, you know, and need a little bit more to, just to ripen them up. Then I go out and I cover with this powder mold, mm. kill everything right off. Every year this is happening. They uh, tell me to wash it down. I bought sprays and everything else, but 
still the same thing happens. Is there anything I can do to stop that? One person told me it's actually in the soil. Mm, it's more environmentally based, as far as I know. Last year was the year of powdery mildew because of the amount of rain we had. Non-stop rain, too much moisture. And then, of course, as the summer days start getting shorter, many of these mildews love the dark and will uh, do a lot of... Um, growing, if you will, reproduction, dark and cool and moist, and that's what tended to happen. Yeah, that's what happened. You can only prevent. There's no cure for for fungal diseases once they've hit your plants. It's all about prevention. So, Nikki might have some suggestions? Yeah, powdery mildew is very common. Um, It's good to crop rotate a bit, but as as Charlie says, it's largely environmental. Um, So, what you're going to want to do is change the pH of the leaf surface of your cucumbers and squash and pumpkins, and that makes it more inhospitable for the these, um, you know, fungal problems to take root. Uh-huh. So what I like to do, first of all, I don't crowd my plants too much. They've got mm. some air circulation. Um, but then I use a baking soda spray, you know, every probably 10 days to two weeks on my, my plants. And I just put it in one of those little spray bottles, handhelds, and I, I shake it up. Um, and it's, I, I don't remember the exact, if, if you Google it, you'll find lots mm. of recipes for it, but it's like a little baking soda, often a tiny bit of vegetable oil and water. Mm. Shake it up and spray it on your plants. And the vegetable oil just helps the baking soda adhere to the the leaves. And, and again, that changes the pH of the leaf surface. And I have far fewer problems now with powdery mildew because this does help prevent it, like Charlie mentioned. Yep, because one time uh, I was told to put a, a blue in the soil. Oh, no, I wouldn't. And this time of year, I was told it has to go in this time of year. It's no good. Sorry, a what? I put the blue in, and I never had any problem for a year or two. And then somebody told me it's poisonous. You can't do this. And Wait, so uh, what were you putting in the soil? Blue. They call it blue, blue powder. Blue oh, pet. like a fertilizer, maybe? A no, it's, a, it's supposed to be, uh, the landscaper told me it's very poisonous. It's, uh, he wouldn't use it. And, uh, oh, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I, know I wouldn't use it if I don't know what it is. But you know what? If you've got, if anybody's listening wants to write this down, it's exactly what Nikki was just talking about. One teaspoon baking soda, uh-huh. one quart water. And one teaspoon dish soap or horticultural oil. And horticultural oil is just a light oil. Yeah, I've got lots of that. Right. So one teaspoon soap or oil, one teaspoon baking soda, one quart water, mix together, spray to prevent fungal problems. I spray this right through the whole year? Every three to five days. Yeah. Right yeah. And after a rain as well. Um, you know, I definitely spray if we've had a rain. Well, see, yeah, so it says, like, use preventatively every two weeks and reapply after heavy rainfall. Yeah. Uh, do not apply when the weather is very hot yeah. and or sunny because this can lead to leaf burn. That's I, a good mm-hmm. point. Applying in the early morning is a good idea because <clears throat> yeah. you don't want to spray at night when the leaves are going to be wet all night long. Mm-hmm. It's best to spray it in the morning and then give it time to dry off. And, and then, never yeah. spray anything at high noon on a hot, sunny nope. day Amen. ever. <laughs> Even simple soap and water, your plants will turn black before yeah. your very eyes. I've done it. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Yeah, good good question, Andrew, Thanks, and uh, Andrew. hopefully some of those remedies will work for you. Meantime, let's uh, zip off to Fort Erie. There's nice. William. Hey, good morning, William. Morning. Morning. Go right I ahead. have a question about watering in the garden. Mm-hmm. My wife has a drip system. Mm-hmm. Is it better to give it a little bit of water every day, or are you better to off to give it a real soaking maybe once a week? Absolutely. Soaking once a week. Thank you. Water rarely, but thoroughly. I think you're causing a fight in a marriage, Charlie. I think so. (laughs) 
<laughs> Did you get that? I got that too. I got that the too. way he said thank you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. To your wife. I'm so sorry. <laughs> now you can tell sometimes it comes to that, yeah. right? Well, but that's it's but it's true. I'm oh. I got I'm very definitive on that. I'm not a fan of little sprinkles, little give them a little shower. No, you're not doing the plant any favor. Thorough watering rarely. Thank you very much. Thanks for calling. Thanks, William. And uh, dead ahead uh, on the show, two first-time callers. Well, we'll Mm, get to the bell ringing and all that. You guys are using your arms today. No, Boy, I'm getting to be fit just doing this show. Uh, Back in just a moment here on The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And along with uh, Charlie, we have Nikki Jabour, who is guesting with us today. And welcoming to uh, the airwaves here, Rod in the Niagara region. There you are, first time caller, Rod. Welcome. Morning. How are you doing, folks? Morning. Excellent. I'm no gardener, but uh, I have a, in the back of the house, I have a a smoke bush, mm-hmm. and it's it's gone real quiet. And it, um, is it because of the bad spring that why it hasn't the buds haven't came out yet? Or is it? Or oh is it? no, it's slow. It's very slow. But mind you, you're down Niagara. You should see something on it. You're not seeing any growth on it at all. Down. Look at the bottom. Oh, is that what I uh, look at? Is that where I'll see it? Well, it, how big is this plant roughly? It's real big. It, it was a double smoke bush. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's like probably 10, about twelve feet high, ten or twelve Ooh. feet tall, uh, and and they cut the top off last year. They trimmed the, cut it down. What time of year did they do that? They, they did it early in the, in the fall. Early in the fall. Hmm. I wouldn't think it would have killed it, but no. definitely must have, might have pushed, pushed the growth down quite low, as you mentioned. Yeah. So sometimes it, when plants are slow to wake up, and we're yeah. expecting to see some fat fat little buds starting to form. See, I've smoked bush at my house and. I bet nice you plant. they are, but I bet you mine isn't showing anything right now yet. Mm-hmm. But oh, you good. are warmer than me. You're a good ten days to two weeks ahead of me, so you should see something by now. Particularly with this last few days yeah. of such warmth. So look really thoroughly. Look, start at the tips. Scan yeah. all the way down to ground level. Look for any kind of yeah, Girl kind thing. of any buds that are fattening. If you um, you see nothing at all, it just looks fast asleep still. Tip. Okay. Doing well, a little pruning, just a little question. tip pruning, can force it out of dormancy as well. I'm sorry, Rod, the rules of the show, have to, I have to adhere <laughs> to one question per call. So, Top. hey, hopefully call we back. can hear from you next week, okay? Call early. Get in there uh, right away, okay? Thanks for calling. Uh, me- meantime, we do have another first-time caller we want to oh, get to. Oh, my goodness. Hey, that's for Philip in Markham. Hi, Philip. Well, hi, you guys. How you doing? Good. Excellent. How are you? I'm calling Charlie about the lady who called about the geranium flowers. She bought it 25 years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh. Okay. Their flowers, they came from Europe. Mm-hmm. Now, I have this, this, excuse me, they have these things in my backyard. It comes every year in a shade. Mm-hmm. And the little flowers that come out in June, July, between May and June, July, mm-hmm. people cut them off mm-hmm. and they boil them and they drink it. Good for the blood. Oh. Pressure. Wow. Good for the blood yeah. pressure. And do you have any idea what it's called? <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you, I had no idea what it's called, but if I tell you, Colin, in my language, in Macedonia, they call this dravet. That's what, it means health, healthy flower. Oh, healthy flower, wow. Yeah. And, uh, and so if you feel it coming, I'll 
cut you off some of the roots and you can put them in, in the ground and they can bloom only under shade. If they stay yeah. too long in the sun, they're going to fade away. That's but what Ann said as well. They stay, they stay more, 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 more in the, in the shade. So spell that for me in Macedonian. Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you. Just, just pronounce it like that. Yeah. And he came from, don't ask me how he came from Europe. Yes, uh, my, my father, my, my right. grandpa, my aunt. Everybody had it, and I'm so happy here in my backyard. That's well, listen, strange. Philip, if you would do me a favor, <laughs> just hang on the line for a moment, and uh, our uh, producer of the show, or at least our uh, operator, Sebastian, will take down your phone number. I'll give you a call, because since you're in Markham, I can stop by at some point and pick up uh, maybe a cutting. Yeah, at, a piece uh, of root. I give, I give some to my next-door neighbor. <laughs> yep. They're crazy, I'm telling you. They're okay, that's wild. <laughs> All right, just just hang tight if you would for I me. I like and, it. Uh, the mystery. Yeah. More info on the we, mystery. Yeah, we'll, I'll bring this thing in. See what's going on there. Well, yeah. there is something I'm looking online called uh, Ceteris, and, and it's also called Mountain Tea in Macedonia. And it's abundant in the Mediterranean, Balkan area. So, what's wow. the, Give me the Latin on that. S-I-D-E-R-I-T-I-S. Ceteris? Hey, we're, we're getting maybe to the bottom of things well, here. We're going to figure it out. Yes, we <laughs> exactly. Are. Thanks, uh, one final Philip. call, maybe. We can squeeze in just before the news. And uh, is that a first-time caller? Uh, Bruce no. in Toronto? Okay. No. Bruce, hi. Welcome to the show. Hello, Bruce. Oh. Where did he go? Okay, I'm sorry. No uh, worries. Have well, we Last have a <laughs> few minutes left. Uh, let's throw the mic to Nikki. Absolutely. So what's yeah. coming up on your, uh, you're flying home again? I am flying home today, yeah. And uh, my radio show starts tomorrow, and we're going to have a, a fun season, season 11. Um, but, yeah. Oh, good for you, yeah. yeah. Season 11, so we're starting season 11 in July. Oh, my God. That's right. So yeah. exciting. <laughs> So this so is fun. the beginning of you. Your show is only during the growing season, the outside growing season. Yeah, about season. eight months of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we take the winter off and you know do the book tours and stuff. And um, I think if I just like to say, in terms of a message from this book, um, I'd love people to try something new this year mm-hmm. in their veggie gardens and their container gardens and their balconies. Just try something new. We talked about grand cherries. How about cucumelons, especially if you want a screen or something? Yeah, they grow like fast. Right? Oof. Yeah. I mean, there's so many great global and unusual and really cool vegetables to grow, and you guys have so many resources here. Yeah. All these wonderful plant sales that you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, the botanical gardens, you know, the nurseries. They have an amazing plant yeah, sale. Richters. RBG does, too. Yeah, I wish I could come back for those. <laughs> I'd stick them all in my suitcase and fly home. <laughs> Not crossing any borders. You could get away with it. Usually I'm in the U.S. and I can't bring anything home, but this is great. <laughs> Let me give you a really good plug, okay, oh, for this so much. book. Nikki Jabour, okay, <laughs> that's J-A-B-B-O-U-R. The book is called Veggie Garden Remix, and I just turned it over and... Wow, that's a heck of a price. Uh, Nineteen ninety-five U.S., so yeah. a little bit more than that. We're on a twenty-five buck mark. A bargain, I would say. Oh, Honest you. to Pete. Particularly it's, if you do want to try something new in the yeah, garden. Right? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Great advice. Yeah. Beautifully and done. And some great herbs as well. It yep. was inspired by my mother-in-law who came to Canada 30 years ago from Lebanon. Um, and I just wanted to grow some Lebanese vegetables for her. And then I kind of branched out to Indian and Japanese and Chinese and all and these It all started things. there. Huh? It did. Yeah. Well, that's terrific. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. for you. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. So, yeah, thank and thanks so much for coming. Thank you for inviting me. It's a garden party. <laughs> no better place to be right now, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, I All just... we're missing is Charlie's bag of wine. You, know, uh, <laughs> well, th- you come I to my I house. I remember that story, actually. We, we pull some weeds together. I share my wine. That's right. All right. <laughs> That's All how right. it works. My it's neighbor like... uses wine glasses as cloches in her garden. Oh, she goes in the evening, has a drink of wine, puts it over oh, top of a plant. <laughs> 
<laughs> Very cool. Close. Unless somebody's like counting, that yeah. wouldn't be a good thing. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Well, thanks. Oh. So, thanks so much, and have Thank a great you. gardening season. Good luck with your radio show starting next Saturday, right? Same your Saturday. Yeah. Happy tenth anniversary. And you Thank too. You. Awesome. Thank you. Good. Good stuff. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Charlie. Couldn't do it without you. And you're here this afternoon. You've yes, got I'll be here more from one thirty to three thirty, mm-hmm. and uh, lots of uh, great music we'll be playing, and a few stories here and there. Always, you yeah. always have great stories up your sleeve. And uh, coming up next, of course, are, is the car show. I see the the rumbling. Dave's corner garage. Men the have rolled in have back there. Started now. Oh yeah, yeah, I think I can hear them. I think you know the rumbling away. Garage doors are going up, so we'll let them take over the airwaves. Thank you, Sebastian. Thanks to all our great callers. See you again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.